Hey everybody, welcome to the, uh, the podcast, Kenny for your thoughts. I'm not Kenny, I'm the co-host, but uh, we're going to get right into it here. Brandon, wait, 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 before you, before you get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast, I, I think you should let everybody know that this is already episode four, and in episode four we've already hit a milestone that I didn't think that we would hit so early in the podcast. Are you aware of the milestone? No, what's the milestone? The milestone is actually, it involves you. Um, you slept through an entire episode of SmackDown for what? the first time. Like, holy you know crap. Wait, I, let's... I, I was, no, I was awake at least for the first 40 minutes. Brandon, I, again, I, last week I, you know, I gave you, gave you hell about it, but this week you slept through the entire, <laughs> entire show, and it was absolutely amazing to watch. Uh, it was more entertaining no. than the show itself, and I just, again, I didn't know we'd reach such a milestone in episode four, and kudos to you, my friend, kudos to you. Uh, it was a good show, you know, when I saw it. <laughs> so have, have you at least caught up and read the spoilers so that you're able to be on this podcast today? You know, I'm trying my best, <laughs> I think we're going to get to it. I remember, you know, certain highlights in there. Right. I mean, I know you said something about Shelton Benjamin and then fell back asleep. I know that <laughs> yeah, for a fact. Exactly. I was like, what's Shelton? I didn't know he was still there. Wow. And then I kind of blacked out. Right. So, hey, right off the bat, before I forget, just because, you know, really early in the episode, I want to say this. Uh, episode five, which is going to be next week, um, we're planning to do a Q&A. Um, and oh, yeah. not just about wrestling. I mean, we can do it about our personal lives and, and things like that, too. So if you want to be part of the Q&A, by all means, go on my Instagram story, which is a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast, and send mm-hmm. a question. Uh, but also, you can go on feedback at a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast.com and send us questions like that. Let us know uh, who the question is directed at, Kenny, Brandon, both of us, and then also definitely let us know if you want your name to be read on air. Uh, right now, we're going to keep everything private unless you tell us otherwise. Brandon, you excited for the Q&A next week? This is crazy. I had no idea <laughs> you guys had actually been uh, working on this stuff behind the scenes. I didn't know we were like at official. Oh, we're big league, Brandon. So, uh, yeah. We're absolutely big league in it right now. And, this is the big league. Um, yeah, this is the big leagues right now. And yes, we have a couple domains set up. Uh, a Kenny for your thoughts podcast.com being one of them. Um, the other one we have set up. Yeah, I need up. those links. I need to check that stuff out. You have your own link. Did you know that? Oh, wait. Did I? Yeah, you Did do. I? It's it's literally stupidbrandon.com. Now, mind you, that wasn't oh, anything. Nice. Mind you, nothing to do with me, but uh, one of our sponsors, uh, he basically said, I'm going to register your domain for you, nice. pay for it, but you have to let me register stupidbrandon.com. And I said, to hell with it you go ahead and register that so you have your own personal email if you want people to email you and that is stupidbrandon at stupidbrandon.com no wait are um can they put comments here on this page that i'm looking at wait what, what on page? the stupidbrandon.com that redirected me to the uh <laughs> to the itunes <laughs> Right now, right now, uh, yeah, everything right now goes to the iTunes page where you can give us a five-star, subscribe to our podcast, that sort of thing. Um, 
but in okay, the future, so it only leaves ratings. Not they don't have like a, there's not like a comment like a discus. No, like, no, no. But okay, right, okay. right now we'll we'll set something like that up. We'll set the official blog page. But you okay. can definitely go on our Facebook page, which oh, again is we have a Facebook. Facebook page. Yes, we do. Which is, again is Facebook.com/slash Kenny for your thoughts podcast, uh, and you can message us like that too. So I mean, really, a lot of different forms of communication um, that you can get a hold of us, uh, especially Brandon. Brandon wants to hear from you. He thrives on hearing all your comments. <laughs> you know, uh, I have a really hard time answering my own personal emails. I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't you, know how this is going to work out. But you know, I, I got to make the effort, I suppose. Well, you got to, you know, Brandon doesn't answer emails because he's afraid of privacy on the internet. So we, we're aware. That's we're it. Aware, That's Brandon. it. Uh, so last week's episode, episode three, we talked about big leaguing a lot. Like, a lot. And I want you to know that uh, maybe like two days after that, I definitely had a dream about Randy Orton. Uh, I guess we were in the locker room and we were trying to interview people for the podcast. And Randy Orton comes by in a towel and he says, hey, nice to meet you, man. And he, and he shakes our hands. And then I remember looking at you and going, uh, should I have shook his hand or right. what's, what's well, going on? He did come out of the shower, right? So maybe Right. Been... And it absolutely scared me i mean i'm just saying i, I was traumatized obviously by episode three <laughs> wait uh, i got a question what made you use the uh the picture of us at the commentator booth uh well <laughs> the reason okay let's talk about that podcast cover right now yeah. um, mind you we're working on a new logo and and things like that but the reason i used that to start off with as our first podcast cover yeah. Uh, is because the look on your face is just absolutely priceless. I mean, it looks like we're both wearing commentator headsets, and you're yeah. just confused, like absolutely confused. And that became a meme uh, for that weekend, which was WrestleMania 32 weekend, <laughs> That's right, it did. which we need to have an episode about WrestleMania 32 weekend because there was enough debauchery and enough just tales from that weekend to cover like three episodes right there. So You know what? It was a good week, I thought. I'm sure you did. Yeah. I'll leave that cliffhanger right <laughs> there because I have to explain that. We had a lot of coffee that trip too. We did have a lot of coffee that trip. I mean, you it was were... cool. Yeah, it was different. But anyway, vibe. let's not talk about WrestleMania 32. We'll save yeah. that for another episode. Yeah. Um, another milestone uh, that happened last night uh, after SmackDown. Uh, do you remember that I gave you a soda and yes. I gave you a cookie? I. I, I I eat the cookie. I have the soda uh, right. to drink. Yeah, okay. we'll drink the soda. So I want to discuss this with you, and I want I want feedback from people on this one. Again, feedback at akennyforyourthoughtspodcast.com because I want an opinion on this. I consider the fact that I gave you a soda <laughs> and you took it home without opening it, I consider that stealing. <laughs> Wait, what? Let me tell you why. <laughs> That's stealing. Let me tell you why. Because in the decade, how long have I known you, Brandon? A decade, fifteen years, somewhere along that line. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure this has happened before. Right, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's never <laughs> happened before. First of all. Wow. But here's the wow. thing. It is customary, at least with me, that when you come to my house, you know, I've bought you usually orange soda or something. Yeah. I just give you a soda. Like that's our thing, right? Like I, yeah. hey, thanks for coming over. Here's your soda. Come sit down. Yeah. Usually thanks for you, the sodas, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. Very you refreshing. are absolutely welcome. It's a clutch. sign of our friendship. So let's yeah. talk about our friendship right now. So usually you open it, uh, nice libation, 
and you go ahead and guzzle it down in only the way you can, which is literally, it's like watching a duck eat. It's just, and then you, the whole soda is gone. So That's good. fine. That's fine. Yeah. But you see, I'm offering you hospitality. It's a drink of friendship, if you will. It's a drink that you were supposed to consume in my house. When I hand you a soda and you go ahead and take it home and it's still not drunk almost 24 hours later, I take that as a sign of disrespect. Watch your mouth. The fact that you didn't have the drink or the cookie just confuses me. Like, why did I hand you these things? It's <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't know why I got the cookie, but right. that, was, that, was, that was cool. The reason I say it's stealing is because usually when someone doesn't want to drink at that time, they go, no, thank you. No drink for me. All right, cool. Call it a day. Go back to what we're doing. You took the drink, pocketed yeah, it, like, and then left with later. it. I was so like, again, I have something sweet to drink later. Again, to our audience, I want to know what are your views on this? Because to me, it was really awkward. <laughs> I didn't know it bothered you that much, right? I was just, we were watching the show. What, so what do you mean watching cool. the show? The, in, yeah. I, you didn't watch the show. You came I, over. <laughs> I mean, look, look, I get it. You perform every Tuesday. Again, I'm going to plug it. You perform every Tuesday at Franklin Manor with Stefano. And I get it. You're performing. You come over afterwards. It's nice that you come over, but... Literally yesterday, you came in, you slumped in your chair, and you fell asleep for two hours. And I gotta start sitting on the floor. I think there's something with the chair. It's like too comfortable. Brandon, when you first started coming there. over for our traditional, you know, watching of Raw and SmackDown every week, I was still living at home with my parents. And when you did it there, when you came over there, you used to say, "Oh man, oh no, this couch is too comfortable." I've since yeah. bought my own house. And you sat in my living room chair. Now, when you sit in the living room chair, you go, oh, man, it's too comfortable. I got to change chairs. So now we're in my guest room where you sit in a love seat. It's still comfortable, man. Right. And now we watch on a big projector because I'm spoiled as shit. And I like to watch Raw and SmackDown on a big ass 100 inch projector now. But anyway, you fall asleep there. So what am I going to have to do? I got to start sitting in like the table chair like the dining room table chairs here's the thing my course of action and the reason it's tradition i give you caffeine and sugar <laughs> to stay awake during the show <laughs> i don't drug think you to stay awake right i'm basically drugging you to stay awake it's like enticing it was really just to right it's really to just entice you to watch smackdown with me for once but instead you decided to pocket the soda snicker about it and then fall asleep so i feel used i feel cheated and abused and i feel like our friendship is suffering like i this might be the end of the podcast right here right before it even gets started you know what we at least got a cool facebook page out of it and some cool domain names i might say but i can't i can't even get uh, engagement out of you in this episode because you're literally taking the time to look at our Facebook page. The fact that you haven't seen our Facebook page and we're already on episode four bothers me. I didn't What's know we your were level big of commitment? It, like so level? fast. We are. I didn't know it was gonna go like you just like strap the rocket ship to it and to the moon, yeah, rain style. Dude, this is the Big League Podcast. Hashtag Big League Podcast right here. Okay, when I do something, I take it completely seriously. So we're going all the way to the moon, baby. This is crazy. Yeah, now I gotta start paying attention to emails and comments. I, I gotta actually start paying attention to what I'm saying. Right. 
And we know Brandon's afraid of commitment. So, I mean, come on now. This is going to be a new thing, yeah. It's going to be a completely new thing. I mean... This is serious stuff right now. Right. All right, Brandon. Uh, so, it's all fun and games, and I, I like it, but I do want to talk about something serious. Right. Um, uh, as you know, Beth Phoenix... Uh, Beth Phoenix actually did lose her father uh, last oh, Monday. Dang. Okay. Um, the reason I want to mention it, I do want to mention a cool little story that I have. Um, now, I used to work at RBC Bank in Tampa, and uh, you know it's Royal Bank of Canada, subsidiary of Royal Bank of Canada. And uh, she was a customer of mine. I was 19 years old, and she used to always come in. And the reason I want to mention it is because she always came in, and she was always really, really humble. And she would come in and she you would never know she was famous because of the way she acted. And I mean by that, it was like she was almost, I don't want to say intimidated by people, but the way she came across was just like nice, shy, humble. And it was just like an absolute pleasure to talk to her. Um, well, she came in and she hadn't been living in Tampa long. And she goes, ah, oh, Kenny, um, yeah, my parents are coming to town and I, I don't know where to take them. And I remember like looking at her like, oh, you know, telling her what, you know, things in Tampa there were. And she's like, ah, I don't know, maybe that's a little bit too flashy for them. And she just looked really concerned. Like she was really, really trying to impress them and and just like have a good time with them. And uh, I just, I think I told her about Bay Street on International Mall, which obviously um, maybe people who don't live in Tampa know, but it is a strip of um, fancy restaurants and things like that. Very nice place. I told her about that. And she was like, that sounds perfect. I'm, I'm going to take them there. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I just remember the reason I mention all of that is because I remember thinking like, wow, like she really like absolutely adores her parents. And you could tell that they meant the world to her. So again, that's why I want to mention that story is because I just can't, I can't imagine what she's going through. I want to send my heartfelt condolences to her because it's very obvious that her dad meant the world to her. Uh, likewise. Um, is she going to be at this uh, at the all women's pay per view? I'm sure she will be. Like I'm sure she it? will okay. be. Yeah, it's it's. A, I mean, that's a that's a big enough deal that yeah. By then, I I think she will. No, no matter what state she's in, she'll show up. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's um, a, yeah, I certainly hope so. But uh, yeah, let's just take a moment of silence and uh, remember Beth Phoenix's father. All right, Brandon. Um, so let's get a little bit more lighthearted again. Uh, let's talk about Raw. Ah, so the yes. reason I want to talk about Raw is a couple of things. Well, first of all, you didn't show up for this episode of Raw. So what happened? No. Um, so we had to, of course, perform uh, Tuesday. So when I got back, I needed to do some practice stuff. So I was like, I got to make it to your place still for SmackDown. So it's like that's all right. I'll at least have it. Oh, oh well, you made it. Yeah, you made yeah. it. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, I'll at least have it recorded. Once I get to his house, I watch SmackDown. If I'm probably gonna be too tired to watch it by the time I get back, it's all good. <laughs> ding 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 I, ding ding ding. Yeah, ding. I'll try to. I was gonna try to actually watch some of it uh, earlier this afternoon. So yeah. that brings me to a question, which is, why is Raw always amazing when you don't show up? 
Is that is that just because the vibe of the room is better, or I is think it? So. Okay. I think what happens is, is like you enjoy the show show more because you're just able to sit and watch it as opposed to watching me like try to stay awake, which is wrong. Thank you. <laughs> you know, you off. <laughs> I don't ask for a lot, but you know that meant a lot to me that yeah. you acknowledge that half of the time I'm just spending it watching you and getting upset that you're yeah. even there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like my my presence is just like angry. Right, like, right. just angry's the blood. Yeah, and that's why I don't need soda myself. Now, Raw, was that was a weird episode because I thought it was really, really good, but obviously the ratings don't reflect that. That was one of the lowest yeah. in history. Um, no, wait, who was playing the football game? Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know, Monday Brandon. You're the one who uh, looks up football scores during wrestling events. Why don't you tell us who was playing? Uh, let me find out. Why don't you minimize our Facebook page, which you're so intrigued with right now because you didn't know we had a Facebook page. And then pull up who was playing on Monday Night Football. <laughs> oh, Chiefs Broncos. So the Chiefs played the Broncos. Yeah. Okay. So Why is four no four no Chiefs two and two Broncos? I, I wonder what they did in the in the rating. So we've one. we've now gone from being a wrestling podcast to a football podcast. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, Which, no, that's crazy that it it was. It was so low because this is the go home show before the uh, WWE Super Showdown. Yeah, yeah. The Super Showdown. Um, no, it's weird. Like I said, I mean, it, it was probably it confuses me as a wrestling fan because, like I said, it was one of one of the better shows I felt like. But maybe you know it doesn't matter what I think because the general populace didn't think it was a good show. Um, right, but again, we did say uh, in episode two that ratings are not necessarily indicative of people's interest in the product nowadays because a lot of people will DVR the show, watch it later, that sort of thing. So maybe they're watching yeah. Monday Night Football and not watching Raw Live. Um, right. But, you know, like I See, said... See, it fell for the, for the Tampa game, too, the Tampa-Pittsburgh game. The ratings were down. Well, that's because uh, Fitzpatrick, I mean, he was doing so well that people were intrigued by, you know, Tampa at the time, and now everyone's like, oh, okay, they suck again. So, anyway. <laughs> right. um, it still beats SmackDown, though, I think, right? Which is weird. I don't understand why sort of SmackDown. I don't know if it's how they, maybe it's just how they sample their, however their rating system works is why it's doing that, but why sort of SmackDown just seems like stagnant, like it's always sort of got that and it's like always just below raw for some reason just because of reputation um i mean long time long time fans know monday night raw just like fans know monday night you know football so you know more people will watch monday night football than watch thursday night football it's just it just comes with the territory uh wwe doesn't want it like that obviously they want raw and smackdown level playing fields but they know where the money is i mean raw's three hours i mean there's obvious favoritism to raw being the flagship show yeah um even even though they try to do otherwise but you know hopefully when uh smackdown moves to fox uh in the fall uh next fall 2019 hopefully we'll see a more level playing field because then it'll be a situation where it's not raw on monday on usa and smackdown on tuesday on usa so you know fans might feel like ah, i don't really need to see both shows shows right yeah well, let's see. Well, do you think like the ratings and everything in general is just going to tick up once we get closer to the um, winter pay-per-views? Um, I don't think so. I think uh, quite the opposite. I think we'll kind of see them um, 
kind of falter and other things are on. It's football season. Obviously, football uh, football is a big reason for declining ratings. That same uh, 18 to 35 demographic is watching the football games instead of watching WWE. Um, I think we'll start seeing you know things pick up. Obviously, February, March, going into WrestleMania season. That's just how it always is, and that's why people always. Um, say that you know the time to watch wwe is just wrestlemania season all the way to SummerSlam, and that's about it and i'm talking about general like as in a casual fans casual fans well you know what i'm glad the shows are at least we feel that way anyway the shows are still good even though you know you know they know they're gonna get sort of hammered in the ratings they're still putting on good right, shows because like they not, know, you know that you know they know that people are gonna go on youtube to watch Shawn michaels and the undertaker right. Uh, yes, yeah, so sorry about that. So we got a little <laughs> crazy with the rating stuff, but yeah, back to Raw, the show itself. Yeah. All right, uh, yeah, you no, want to start at the top with the, uh, how about the Dean Ambrose sort of teasing the turn, not turning? Yeah, I mean, it, it's weird, isn't it? Because uh, you have the Dean Ambrose dynamic where they're like, are you going to turn on the shield? And I'm going to give you a huge spoiler alert. No, he's not going to turn on the shield because they wouldn't make it so obvious. At least in my opinion, I don't think WWE is that stupid to be like, Dean, are you gonna are you gonna turn? Right. Because the last time they did that, I don't know if you remember when Dean Ambrose was looking like he was going to turn on the shield. Seth Rollins ended up turning right. on the shield. So that being said, I don't think they're going to rehash Seth Rollins turning. I would not be surprised, and maybe I'm being too optimistic, but. If the shield is going to implode, the only person that can do it is Roman Reigns. You think they'll do that? You think they'll have Reigns? I'm just saying, look, I'm not one of those smarks that's like, Roman needs to turn heel, he needs to turn heel, or else, you know, all of this is all of this is yeah. for nothing. What I'm saying is that you can't rehash Dean Ambrose teasing a turn and then Seth Rollins turning. They did that in two thousand fourteen. Okay. They're not going to do that again. But I don't think they're, they're going to go the obvious path with having Dean Ambrose turn. So if they're not going that path, and if they're not going to rehash the old storyline, there's only one other answer that makes sense. That would be that would be crazy. It would definitely be, I think, interesting to see. So, I mean, I think if they turn Roman heel, I mean, I don't. I think it goes without saying. I think everybody's been clamoring for that for a while. It, you know, will be an interesting dynamic. At the same time, I'm not going to hold my breath on that one because, you know, they've teased him kind of going heel before and it, nothing's right. happened of it. So, I mean, we'll, well, could we'll just let just it play out. sort you know? of Dean and Rollins go heel and that way they can keep Reigns' face and then he has to leave the shield? Not a bad, not a bad uh, idea. I mean, that is a route they can go. Um, basically have the shield just crumble and nobody turn on right. each other you know or maybe or maybe seth and dean like you said are just basically jealous that roman has the uh, world title yeah. or the sorry the universal title um yeah i mean that's that's a path we can take but i can assure you that dean ambrose is not going to turn on the shield it's as simple as that yeah so what did you think about the singles matches that they had this week you know with dean facing braun you know rain ziggler oh, i think it was i think it was stupid I you didn't want them to touch each well, other like that, thing. right? And like they no, kind of no. all interfered in each other's matches. What the? What the? I didn't want them to touch each other like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think it was stupid that Baron Corbin came out and he asked Dean Ambrose, "Hey, you can have a world title match, 
uh, with Roman, you can have a Intercontinental title match with Seth, or you can face Braun Strowman. And then Dean is supposed to be like the, I'm not going to listen to you, yeah. and I'm going to, I'll take Braun Strowman, you're not going to implode us, and, and stuff like that. And it's just, like, I'm like, wait, you don't want a world title match? Like, I don't know, like, it, it came across really hokey to me. Like, it, I didn't like the setup for that, because, like, you know, if they if they want to tease dissension, have him, like, thinking about it. Or have him, you know, like, tease, like, maybe he is going... Like, what they should have done. This is what I thought they were going to do. He should have been presented with the option and then said, you have until 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock to make your decision. Mm. Let me know. So that way they would have backstage segments where, you know, Seth is talking to him. Like, you're not going to choose a match with me, are you? And then Roman, you're not going to choose a match with me. And then Braun's like, if you choose a match with me, you know, I'll destroy right. you. You know, I, I thought they should have been like stuff like that where he was having a, you know, conflict, you know, in his head of like, what do I choose? And then ultimately say, I'm not going to play your games. I'm going to pick Braun Strowman. Um, that would have come across a lot better than to instantaneously just say, well, I'm going to pick Braun Strowman. Yeah. Oh, oh, Braun. Speaking of which, what do you think of uh, Constable Corbin, man? Just in general, as like a character. Uh, so I've actually been one of the few people, I know you are too, who actually likes Baron Corbin. And uh, I've always been a fan of Baron Corbin. Like, people don't like him, but <laughs> hey, guess what? Guess yeah. what? You're not supposed to like him. He's a heel. So he's doing his job. He's not a cool heel. He's like a chicken shit heel who, like, gets under your skin. He plays his character perfectly. And then he started kind of floundering when he went to Raw. And then he becomes constable, shaves his head, and holy crap, completely reinvents himself. So, you know, I think it was very brave of him to be able to play yeah, that character. Yeah. Um, coming off of, you know, that whole end of days, tatted, you know, kind of badass character. Now he's doing and a lot of talking. And then you go Constable yeah. Corbin. Yeah, a lot of talking, and he's wearing, you know, the... The, uh, the vest and stuff like that, which is great because people are finding ways to make fun of him uh, for it. And that's that's great. Substitute it's a great dynamic. Teacher. I mean, he could wait there. Like everything. Right. Yeah. And he actually, I think, was it Chili's? Oh, yeah. Or was yeah. it Friday's? They actually sent him something that basically says, um, We're glad, you know, you brought this up. Baron Corbin was fired a couple weeks ago, blah, 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 blah. So they went along with the joke. And then not only that, but I think he joked some about like getting a severance yeah. package, and I'll be damned if they didn't send him something like a severance package or That's something like cool. that. So they really, they really ran with the joke. It's kind of cool to see how a lot of like Wendy's, I think, is one of them. A lot of these brands are taking their social media and just utilizing it in the best way possible to appeal to the you know today's crop of millennials. Yeah. You know, so that's awesome. So I th so again, just to summarize though, I think Baron Corbin is gonna be a star in the business because he's not afraid to do whatever it takes to get over um you know when you're willing to completely revamp your character like that and take a risk it shows that you have something another guy i could think of like that was kurt angle like kurt angle was completely willing to go from badass machine to dorky <laughs> olympic gold medalist so i mean he went far with his character it was a different time folks it was a different time it was pretty much the attitude era i yeah. think he actually sent out a tweet today that he's like can you imagine an Olympic gold medalist saying things like that? I'll let you go read his Twitter oh, and, yeah, and see what I'm talking out, yeah. about. Because, uh, yeah, it was it was really funny, the stuff that he said. Um, but, you know, to, to keep going on Monday Night Raw, I mean, 
Anything else that caught your eye? I know there's one big glaring segment, but we'll save that. Oh, we'll dude. We'll save that for the end of Raw. Uh, how about freaking Connor winning again? <laughs> yes. Dude, this is awesome. I-, I wanted to talk to you about that. Yes, I wanted to talk to you about that. It's one thing to beat Chad Gable because in, in kayfabe, Chad Gable is not really doing right. anything. But he beat Rude. Bobby Roode. I was like, what? Bobby Roode was an upper card, you know, mid card main eventer almost. Like he was on that, yeah. on that path. All of a sudden, he's losing to Connor, which no disrespect to Connor, but what the hell? Yeah. What in the blue hell is Dude, going do on? Do you think they, they see something in Connor, man? That they, they're taking Connor to the next level? What do you think is going know. with I that? I don't know. Maybe they're just doing something to shake things up for the, sh- the sake of up, shaking okay. things up. Like, you don't you think they've I mean? cooled so, on Rude or anything like that? I don't, I don't know. You see, the thing is, I give WWE credit because a lot of times the internet gets too critical too I, fast yeah, yeah, and go, oh, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing yeah. with this guy. They're doing this. They're cooling him off. They're doing this. But it's like sometimes if you notice a trend with WWE is like they'll test the guy. They'll like send him to the absolute bottom before skyrocketing him to the top. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes they do that. So I, I kind of just let it play out a lot of the time because – I still have faith that the Chad Gable Bobby Roode dynamic is going to lead to a feud Nothing, with each yeah. other that's going to help build uh, both guys. So I don't want to necessarily say, oh, well, they're burying Bobby Roode because I don't right. think they are. I think they did it for shock value. I mean, remember, Raw is built on shock value. The 1 2 3 kid beat Razor Ramon back in the day. Like, that's a big pivotal moment in Monday Night Raw. So I'm going to yeah. let it play out. I mean, yeah, I think they did that stuff with um, Rusev and Aiden English sort of how they move their guys sort of up and down the card sort of thing or like you know the pecking order but they're still like using them so they're still in the mix they didn't like completely I'll, I'll disagree in a sense of like well no no actually you know what i'll see i see what you're saying now which is that they kind of kept putting them on the pre-show and doing other things and then now they brought it back to where it's one of their main storylines yeah. so i mean i can see what you're saying and that's kind of goes back to what i'm saying it's like you can't just say oh they're bearing rusev they're doing this just let it play out a little bit see what yeah, happens because i think i think right now they're doing something with rusev they're doing something with aiden english and uh you know Maybe we should talk right. about that too. Let's. I know we're jumping the gun on on talking about SmackDown, but um, that was great. Uh, that one night in Milwaukee stuff. Oh yeah. Um. I. Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious. I think it's. First of all, did you see? Yes. It? <laughs> yes, I saw it. That was one of the few things I, I I did get to see, but I didn't see it. So I thought it was kind of ingenious that you know it's very obvious that they cut off what she said next because she was like, "There's something I need to tell you." I want you, and then stopped. Because I'm like, you know, she could have been like, I want you to help me buy a Christmas present for Rusev. Like, she could have said anything there. So it's kind of obvious that Aiden English is lying, but they went with it. It's really funny. They They can make it lead into anything. She could say, I want you to know that I had an affair with The Rock. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it could be, it could be oh, anything. Be awesome. And that it's, that's great television yeah. to have, you know, that that cliffhanger. And then Lana was trying to talk to Rusev about it, and he's like, not here. We're not going to talk about yeah, it Yeah, how about that one fan that's uh, just like, slut, or like something like that, that like yells out. Like, I was he, like, holy Jesus. crap. <laughs> that like, look, look, zero to 16, here's the like, thing. Right, this is a different time and place. It's, you know, this is one thing I'll be critical of. This is not the Attitude Era. You can't just, I don't care where the storyline's going. You don't just sit there and chant and yell slut at, uh, at a woman in a storyline because it goes from being like, haha, funny to like, whoa, dude, chill out. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I'm saying that as, as a male, like, even I was kind of like, dude, what in the hell? 
You know what I mean? So like, I guess he was having a good like, time, but I mean, I don't know, I mean, man. If you've gone to a live event, you know what I'm right. talking about. There's certain wrestling fans that they need to calm their shit because there's a time and a place, man. Actually, there is no time and place for to treat someone like that. So I mean. Uh, no, that was uncalled for. I remember watching it, and I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, taken aback. Like, don't do that, bro. It's like, a little early. It's a great storyline. Story right? Exactly. To I was gonna yeah. say before you went on with the rest of the SmackDown stuff, I was gonna because we were kind of talking about them having different people win and moving people around a little bit because uh, the B team and Revival match where they had you know they did the revival of doing that one bit match where they were sort of getting you know the crowd was getting behind them but then they have them lose like i said the b team on this show and i was wondering what you thought they were gonna start wait doing a second wait, wait a second you see that's to tell that's to tell you something i didn't even remember they had the revival lose to the b yeah. team i didn't even remember yeah, that it was one of those little so yeah. here's my rant of this episode because i think it's very stupid first of all the b team was getting over they were the Raw Tag Team Champions. And sometimes, I think I made a point in saying this. It's going to sound weird, but hear yeah. me out. You know, they came out, they had like a really badass theme song. And <laughs> when WWE, when WWE changed yeah. it to like the B Team, yeah. B Team, go, go, go. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Because... It's funnier when you have a team that's kind of hokey and they have a badass song right. because it's like, oh, well, look, they think they're main eventers. Then when you give them like a Spirit Squad style song of like B team, B team, go, go, go. Do you notice like the crowd stop cheering? Oh, the crowd stop chanting. Uh, or maybe B-team. it just coincides with the fact that they de-pushed them when they changed their theme right. song. Um, but anyway, going back into the revival, the revival was coming very strong off of last week's episode. Right. To lose to the B team, who's losing momentum, I don't think that does any favors. But again, maybe they're testing the revival to see, you know, if they have what it takes to push them. I know that sounds weird, but it's almost like a proving ground. And I think it was the wrong move. I don't think the B team should have beat them. Um, I don't think the revival should be feuding with the B team. But, I mean, it is what it is. Let's see what happens from here. I think they should be in tag title contention. But it's not going to happen with a heel, uh, with a heel team holding the titles right, right now. Then we definitely got to talk about the uh, Elias Kevin Owens segment. It's just fantastic. So that brings you know we might be skipping over a lot of stuff, but I've been waiting. I've been itching to get to this <laughs> segment right now because I got a lot to say about the Elias Kevin Owens segment. First of all, Elias by himself, amazing, best yeah. part of the show. Kevin Owens by himself, one of the best parts of the show. Together, holy crap. A dynamic I never knew I needed. (laughs) Because these two, if you want to see what heels should be like in the current landscape of WWE, tune in and watch this segment. Go on YouTube right now. Go watch the Elias and Kevin Owens segment. You might look at them, and people who are, you know, critical fans, they might go, well, that was cheap heat, Kenny. Right. (laughs) <laughs> cheap heat is fine as long as it's utilized yeah, correctly and uh, Elias did it perfectly when he just threw in that jab it's almost as ludicrous as Seattle having a basketball <laughs> <Right>. team <laughs> little did we know how much that still affects yeah, you Seattle, know, <laughs> crazy, Seattle yeah. because I have never heard heat 
like that since the Attitude Era. Like I'm talking like that. That's some Xbox heat absolutely. Right there, bro. Right, uh, please, can we can we save Xbox for another <laughs> podcast? Can we save them for like another episode where I don't really want to talk about interesting <laughs> things? We'll make like a whole boring <laughs> podcast and it'll include Xbox. But anyway, with Elias, yeah, he opened up those that can of worms and holy crap. Kevin Owens playing off of it perfectly, oh, yeah. too, and just doing like throwing salt in the wounds with his little jabs. And Seattle just erupted. And from people who were at the event, they're saying things like, well, let me, let me say, people on the internet are saying, is that the first time that they didn't turn down the mics on the crowd reaction? Mm. And there's a lot of people who were at the event that say, no, 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 no. They did turn the mics down because it was a lot louder wow. at the event itself. And that's a really a credit to Elias and Kevin Owens there because, I mean, I even I saw some people actually be critical of the fact that Elias just sat there, and it's like no, I think Elias has something that a lot of main eventers has, and a lot of the new guys don't understand that they should do. When you have a reaction like that, so stop yeah, talking, let it let yeah. it breathe yeah. because that I mean you saw how it came right. across amazing if you just let it breathe and let the fans kind of rile themselves up you create magic absolute magic and that's what we got monday night on raw i wish the ratings reflected it because that was an amazing amazing segment to the point where i personally think if that segment didn't happen right before i don't think the Shawn michaels undertaker kane triple h segment would have gotten near the reaction it did because the fans were so riled up from that segment that it carried over and it spilled over into the legend segment the reason i say that is to not discredit the legends themselves but nowadays fans even when legends come out the fans are like sitting on their hands when it comes to reactions that kevin owens and elias opened up those fans they were so angry adrenaline's going so the the last segment of monday night raw was absolutely killer because it set of the it. tone which, can we talk about Shawn Michaels, my favorite yeah. wrestler? He's bald now. Yeah, dude, what is that about? It's crazy. I miss the hair, so, but I guess, you know. You I mean, he was, look, he was losing look, his yeah. hair. He was losing his hair. He cut his hair short. When he came out, he had. I saw a bandana underneath yeah. the hat. As soon as I saw that, I was like, he's bald. He <laughs> you knew right head. away. <laughs> I knew right away. I was like, he had to. And then we got confirmation. But I do want to bring up what that possibly means. And I don't think it's, you know, a secret. There's been rumors that Shawn Michaels is going to wrestle. And to me, that's why he shaved his head. Because to shave your head, you look like an athlete. When you're receding hairline, and you, know, you, you look like an old man. So again, I think it was uh, a conscious decision he made. I'm going to shave my head. I'm going to look better on TV. So again, I think that is just a sign that Shawn Michaels is coming back to wrestle. And uh, the rumors are that he possibly will wrestle in Saudi Arabia. Wow. And that he will definitely wrestle, definitely wrestle at, at Survivor Series. So let's see. Do you think he's going to make it to Mania too? Maybe have a match at Mania? Of course. Of course. I mean, I think if he does a Survivor Series match, which he's synonymous with returns at uh, Survivor Series. He won uh, the world title in 2002 uh, when he returned at Survivor Series. Um, 
so if anybody wants to buy my plane tickets <laughs> and my tickets, so be, uh, by all you, means, by all means, get Kenny to Survivor Series at a Kenny for your thoughts podcast. You gotta be super marking out right now. I mean, <laughs> this dude keeps coming back in each run. He seems to be getting better and better. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, that it's a testament to Shawn Michaels being one of the greatest of all time. I mean, he comes back and he's just amazing every time. I mean, I, it's to the point where I think his 2002 to 2010 run was better than his wow, original yeah. run when he was in his prime and that says a lot about Shawn Michaels. I'm excited because, you know, he's not coming back because he has to. He's not coming back for money. <laughs> he's not coming back for anything besides the fact that he wants to. You One know what I mean? Match. And if they don't build to Shawn Michaels versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania, oh, wow, I'm going to yeah. be really disappointed. Yeah. I'm going to be really really disappointed because I think that is one of those you know, Rock versus Cena in 2012. Yeah. You know, I think you have the potential of a good match there. Yeah, and that's, that's actually, probably you know, really one of the only equivalent things you could do, as far as like a legend right. and then like a current esque you know guy. Right, and and it's a match that I think deserves to have a year long build. I mean, there's a match that you can tease on the next night um, after WrestleMania uh, 35 and build all the way to WrestleMania 36, and people will be interested because they'll they'll be buying their tickets in advance for WrestleMania 36, knowing that Shawn Michaels is facing AJ right. Styles. So I think they'd be smart, maybe not even to do it at 35, but to hold it off, you know, if Sean would be willing to do it, it around, yeah. um, at another year. Yeah, definitely. I, th um, I think the only thing bigger than that would be Sean versus Dolph Ziggler at WrestleMania. Ladies and gentlemen, that might be the end of Brandon as my co-host on this podcast. Because Look, you tell uh, me, people don't want to see that match. I want to see that match. Let's book yes, it. I am absolutely, I am absolutely telling you, nobody wants to see that match. There's, there's two people in the world that want to see that match. One is you. The other is Dolph Ziggler. Wow. Because Shawn Michaels does not want that match. I promise you. <laughs> Speaking of another big name coming back, how about the best in the world? John Cena, greatest of all time. I thought you were talking about CM Punk for a second. <laughs> um, no, John Cena's coming back. It's Super Showdown. That's it's really cool to see him. I think we we talked about that last episode. We miss him, and I'm actually really excited to see him. And this is coming from a 30 year old man who who hated John Cena growing up. I mean, when when John Cena had his initial run, I absolutely despised him, and now I am absolutely looking forward to John Cena being on the card, and that says something. Dude, we got Kane back in the house. Yeah, and let's talk about that. You know, I'm sick and tired. I like at this point, I don't even want to go on anything wrestling related on the internet because people are like, the legends are most fun with the business. <laughs> it's cool to see the legends, guys. It's okay to see the legends. Like, it's awesome to see Shawn Michaels. It's awesome to see Undertaker. It's awesome to see Kane. By no means are they washed up. I mean, they still they still got it they still get great crowd reactions and if they're physically able let them it's not a situation where they're dragging their sorry crippled carcasses out and trying to have a match Shawn michaels still looks just as good when he's taking bombs let him do what he wants it's okay for an old timer to come back it was okay for hogan to come back when Shawn michaels and triple h were in their peaks this is how the business works you let the old timers come in you let them pay it forward to the new generation, maybe bring in some fans who wouldn't have necessarily tuned in if not for the fact that Shawn Michaels and Undertaker were on the show. 
And then maybe they fall in love with like another wrestler like a Drew McIntyre or a Seth Rollins and they keep watching. It's okay. They won't fall in love with Dolph Ziggler, don't worry, because Yeah. No, I was gonna say Dolph Ziggler. Because you like to annoy me. You're gonna say something about Nia Jax next. I know. Don't worry. I know you like Speaking of Nia Jax, we needed more Nia Jax on the show. Was Black Ref on Raw? Maybe for the Bailey match? I can't remember. I'm not going to lie. That was like one of the few matches I didn't pay he attention didn't pay to. He didn't pay attention to the Bailey Alicia Fox. <laughs> I, it, I think it's just because they've, like, the whole Sasha Banks and, and Bailey angle led to nothing. Yeah, what was up with that? Is and, there, are they going to, like, revisit that and have them, like... Well, Sasha's Sasha's oh, that's right. now, yeah, so that's I mean, right. they, there goes there goes that. So you know, in, in my humble opinion, you know, what do they do with Bailey? At they this just point? yeah. What do they do? What do they do with her at this point? I mean, she's not interesting to me just because of that fact. So it, it's nothing to do with like Alicia Fox or anything. I was just literally like, ah, I don't, I don't even care. I don't even care. Like I was a lot more interested in the uh, the Riot Squad, uh, the oh, yes. Ruby Riot versus Ronda Rousey. Like that was Ronda Rousey uh, is absolutely amazing every time she's yes. on TV. And Ruby Riot, yeah, they seem to be yeah, really behind yeah. Ruby Riot. Man, they're putting her in a lot of. I matches. was just she's gonna, working a lot. Man. Yes, exactly what I was gonna say was like I see a star in the making there. And if you had asked me a year ago if Ruby Riot was gonna be a big deal, I'd have said no. But, you know, she's do she's doing great things. She can hang in the ring with Ronda Rousey. She's obviously, you know, helping uh, create good matches right. with her. So I think her stock's on the rise. I, uh, I think the Riot Squad, I thought they were hokey on SmackDown. They come to Raw, absolutely killing it. They're cornerstones of the women's division right, right now. So um, I'm excited to see what will happen there. I'm hoping there. they get to bring the other two along more. Uh, somehow, I don't know. There's, you know I mean, they're doing what they can. Liv Morgan obviously <laughs> was concussed yeah, last week, <laughs> um, so she wasn't going to have a lot of physical involvement. I think Sarah Logan's kind of like, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but they've slowly backed away from her, you know, southern character. Oh, like yeah. she does, she's not asking people. You ever eaten gay meat? You ever eaten gay meat? Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they tap into with Sarah Logan because uh, I think they're developing her character. Liv Morgan is um, developing greatly as well. So again, the Riot Squad in general, I think they're finding the groove, and I think they're we got big things coming with the Riot Squad because I mean, between them uh, on Raw and the Iconics on SmackDown, you don't have like a lot of women yeah. stables. I mean, I guess you could include the Bella Twins, but I they're kind of part timers, so I don't really throw them in into that mix. But yeah, I mean, we got. I mean, there's a rumor that there are women's tag team belts being made. Oh, they're gonna bring uh, this that back, may man. yeah. So they might you know debut that at Evolution. I would assume because I mean that's a perfect place to debut yeah. them. Um, so why not have strong some strong women's stables? Give that to the Riot Squad, please. Have them Freebird the titles, kind of like the, new, the, new, the day. Yeah. new Day does. And if nobody knows what Freebird the titles means, just to explain to casual viewers here, um, f- the fabulous Freebirds were a trio. Um, Michael P.S. Hayes was the front, front guy there. And uh, basically it means that even though there are two physical belts, any of the three members can go ahead and defend the titles. So the whole group is basically tag team champions. So when I say free bird the titles, it basically means all three members are allowed to defend the, the two belts, which creates interesting matches. You can always have something different. So the New Day does that on oh, SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping, yeah, they use the, the Riot Squad in that same way, you know, give them a lot of cool backstage segments, have them come out and do crazy stuff. I agree. I mean, so I think we've, 
covered a lot on, on Raw. And I mean, let's let's talk about SmackDown. I mean, um, first of all, first and foremost, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know whether to applaud or boo because uh, AJ Styles is coming across really weird in this you feud. But I think I think that's uh, by design, okay. though. He's coming across as a guy that's like, oh my god, this guy's out for my family. You know what I mean? Like, it, and he's coming across like scared. Like he, so I think he's doing a good job in that sense. But I don't know if I'm digging his involvement in the in the uh, segments. I mean, you know, it, it was really funny. I think we both busted out laughing because this was the beginning of the show. You were still kind of kind of there yeah. mentally. So when he said something like, "My daughter Annie has been looking under her bed for her <laughs> uncle Joe," <laughs> like he's some kind oh, of boogeyman man. or something, and and I remember I lost it. I know it, was, it wasn't supposed to be funny, but but like imagine Samoa Joe coming out, "Oh Annie, <laughs> Daddy's home," um, right? <laughs> so you know. I, again, I think it, it's it was just it was just a funny segment. AJ AJ Styles. I mean, Samoa Joe's making those segments. Let's not get into Samoa Joe. We've talked like we talked about him for like. But 15 it's like minutes you, it's like episode. you have to boo Joe because he's just too creepy. Like right. <laughs> right. house with like the creepy baby toy. It's like come on. Yeah, but like he's doing it well because it's almost like you know he's fucking with AJ yeah. Styles. You know what I mean? Like you know he's not creepy as much as he's like. You know, you know that I'm purposefully getting in your head, but at the same time, it doesn't it doesn't mean you're any, you feel any more safe about it. In fact, you, it might be creepier, you know, the way he's doing it. In fact, so I mean, honestly, amazing feud, absolutely amazing. I like the fact that they had Paige come out and say, "I was told that I should fire." Yeah, I started laughing at that point when she's like, yeah. "No, like don't worry, we sent the authorities to his house. Everything's all right." Oh yeah, no, no, that that part to me, that part was stupid. It was just like yeah. they should at least said, you know, Joe never entered the house. He was just messing around, blah blah blah, and and you know, authorities got sent over there, and Joe was long gone, that sort of thing. They should have said that. Um, what I was saying though, Paige. Uh, I think she came across really well when she was like, you know, I was told to fire Joe. And then the, you know, the first call I made was to AJ Styles and Styles basically told her, don't do it. Great in a, a kayfabe sense, because it would, it was almost like, why wouldn't you fire Samoa Joe for that? Okay, cool. The WWE champion says he shouldn't be fired because he wants a piece of him. He wants to settle it in the ring. Makes complete sense. Absolutely makes sense. So I appreciate them going with that storyline. Um, and explaining why Joe would still, you know, not be reprimanded for something like right. that. So, I, you know, I, the only thing I was really hoping they were gonna do like a casket match for this as a stimulation, as opposed to just a ca- a casket yeah, match or something cool like that. Why? Why would they do a casket or, or match, a buried though? alive? Just like something, uh, something gimmicky. Instead of yeah, just but, like the no DQ, not, not to do the type of match you're talking about. That's kind of dumb for the storyline. <laughs> I don't you know. know, man. I think it would have been cool, especially when AJ yeah. is like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you down. So, then, um, you know. something I want to touch on real quick because I know we don't have a lot of time left. Um, but something I want to touch on real quick is uh, Carmella, oh, yeah. uh, Car- R-Truth and Carmella versus uh, Cien Almas and Zelina Vega. I won't touch. I won't get into it too much, but. Um, Carmella works, and I'm talking about her actual moves. She works so much better as a babyface. When she ended with that finisher, it got a huge pop. I think I said it last night to you. Mm. I woke you up to say it, mind you. I remember I literally nudged you to make this comment. I said, 
Carmella was brought in as a babyface with no backstory, so the fans hated her. She had to turn heel to develop the dynamic to mm-hmm. her character to turn her back babyface because now she's killing it as a babyface. Fans actually have a reason to invest in her, and she always was a better babyface, in my opinion, than a heel. And, you know, so it's just showing, like, now fans can actually get behind her, and that's really cool to see. Are we? Get, are you getting a uh, Carmella t-shirt? Are you? I, I mean, are you getting me one? <laughs> just just get, get me one. Get me one when they do one of those buy one, right. get one free ones when you're sitting there buying your, uh, I, I don't know, what shirt are you buying, Brandon? You know what? Maybe a uh, Randy Orton <laughs> shake my hand shirt or something. Right. I don't think they make that, but uh, you know we could probably we could probably make a shirt ourselves. Do you know, another for custom? Our yeah, let's make a custom shirt. Right, let's make a custom shirt that says "Shake My Hand," and with uh, the viper head and the pose. And then on the back, on on the back, it'll say "Don't big yeah. me." Uh, so we'll we'll do that. I think we actually will do that. Um, but speaking of big leaguing and uh, what I Randy Orton, I call him Cringy Orton now because uh, pretty much, pretty much all his segments are just come out and do something cringeworthy and then leave and then hit the pose. Oh Marty Skrull was probably spinning in his grave watching Randy Orton take uh, Ty Dillinger's fingers and just bend them back uh, in between the turnbuckle pose. So, I mean, that was a crazy segment. I mean, to be honest with you, like when the stuff he did with Jeff Hardy and stuff, I've been like almost turning away oh, when it happens. Great, I'm like, I know it's screwdriver. Like, it's funny. It's like, I know it's fake. Yeah. I mean, I know it's fake, but even then you're like, oh, I don't want to watch this. Like, this is so cringy, which is great television because it should be cringy. You should have moments where a heel does something like that and you want to turn away, even though you know it's not real. So that was great. I think Randy Orton's doing uh, a, a great yeah. job in this He's heel turn. He's just a great, creepy yeah. guy. I don't know what it is about Orton. He just plays that creepy cringy he does he does like he's pitch perfect (laughs) he'll go to the papers if he has to but um no it's it's just a situation where orton said he's comfortable as a heel i mean that's there's no mistake in it i mean it shows in his work he loves being a heel when he's babyface he's cool but you know he gets boring after a while he gets pretty plain as a heel he always explores more and that's that's always cool you can always see that side of him that is something that he likes tapping into you know what yeah. I mean? It almost seems cathartic for him to tap into that side. So there's probably a piece of, of Randy Orton that is like that in a way. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? But, like, he doesn't get to show that side, so it comes out in his yeah. character. Uh, I think, actually, he might have said that in his uh, uh, his DVD a couple years oh, ago. Wow, okay. I think he said he, he likes tapping into that side in his character. So I think that's where I'm getting that from. You know, so let's move along here. I mean, the last thing I want to talk about uh, on SmackDown... I mean, let me run through it, actually. You know, they have the Daniel Bryan Miz stuff, but we don't need to touch on that. That's an amazing right. feud. Um, Shelton Benjamin, I thought he would have had a better showing. You know what I mean? But the, as always, they just kind of threw him out there to throw yeah. him out there, which sucks because he, he has so much more to offer. But anyway, the one I wanted to talk about is Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Because, again, I think it's really funny that people are like, oh, Becky Lynch is not playing a good heel. She shouldn't be the heel. Well, it's kind of like what you said. It's like, well, of course she's playing a good heel because she's getting cheered. Because fans are so stupid right now that, like, as soon as you're a good heel, like, they're like, yeah, you're awesome. But the absolute highlight of the show was when she pulled the curtain off of that picture. And it was an ad for WWE Super Showdown with her standing standing over Charlotte. Yeah, absolutely amazing. I mean, again... Just because you cheer it doesn't mean she's doing a bad job as a heel. Like, that is what a heel should have done, exactly what she did. 
and it came across really well. Charlotte, of course, being the baby face, threw her right through the picture, which is exactly what a baby yeah. face should do. You embarrass me, I'm going to embarrass you right back, right, you know, in the worst way possible. So I'm actually really, really looking forward to that match at um, Super Showdown as well. This would be a good one. Uh, I'm excited about this. What do you think? She'll hang on to the strap? You think they'll trade it over? I don't think Becky Lynch should drop the title because, I mean, they did that with Charlotte and Sasha Banks where they were trading the title every couple weeks. And I don't think she needs to do that with uh, Becky Lynch needs to do that with Charlotte. I think you keep the title on Becky, have her do something cowardly where she was uh, about to lose. Mm -hmm. And then maybe she pokes Charlotte in the eye. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Ding, ding, ding. And then match ends because then it establishes her as a heel even more, which will just make everybody cheer her and say, you see, she's a baby face. But anyway, <laughs> anyway um, no, I, I think she should keep the title. Honestly, she should. Do you think they'll have Charlotte win the belt by mania? I, I don't know if she, she necessarily needs the belt, but uh, she definitely be in the main event. I, I think it'll still be, you know, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte. I think the last thing um, the women's evolution has right now is a main event at WrestleMania to accomplish. They're getting their own pay-per-view. They're accomplished first Royal Rumble, first this, first that. I mean... The only thing left to do is main event at WrestleMania. And the only two candidates I can see main eventing at WrestleMania uh, in the women's division are Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. So I'm still saying they build to that. How they get there, I don't know because they're on two different yeah. rosters. But um, I still I wouldn't be surprised if that's the main event. Of this coming Mania. You this don't coming think Mania. They're going to put it because off again, down, down the road later. Okay. No, because I think, like I said, they've, they've done ev- all the first this year. So, I mean, there's only one thing left to do, and that's main event WrestleMania. So, Hell yeah. I guess we wrap it up, Brandon. I guess we're coming to the end here, unless there's anything else you want to want to get to. Anything else you want to get off your chest? Uh, Cody Rhodes' wife is amazing. So, I thought, I thought <laughs> really thought I had made it. Through an entire episode without you. I, I'm just saying, that. you know, I just, I saw so a picture of her, so I was like, oh, yeah. So it just did. sort of, yeah. So let's, for anyone keeping track, episode one was Penelope Ford. Episode two, he left too early to have these thoughts. Episode three was Paige. Episode four is Brandy Rhodes. So. I mean, there's just a lot of great women on the roster. Or not on the roster, uh, just in wrestling in general. Anyway, that leads us to the first women's pay-per-view I'm hyped. Uh, in I'm October, hyped. which I'm really excited for. I'm not going to watch it with you. <laughs> One, you'll fall asleep, and two, I just don't want to hear you know what you have to say. During you know what? Event. I'll probably be awake for this one. I'm if, sure if you it will. If working out, then we can watch it together live. I'll probably be awake for it. Are you coming over for WWE Super Showdown? Super Showdown is... This Saturday at 5 a.m. So, do me a favor. Do not show up at my house at 5 a.m. I am not watching WWE Super Showdown right. at 5 a.m. If I can't get it that Saturday night, then maybe the Sunday? Let me guess. It's uh, something football. No, 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 no. Well, we got to play Saturday. I see where your priorities <laughs> are. No, I'm serious. And then there was this... You know, I sh- I wish I had a co-host that was a true wrestling fan. You know, really like wrestling. This. It's as opposed- a weird time. It's like normally the pay per views are on a Sunday, and I got this weird pay per view on like a Saturday at like five in the morning or whatever. So it's like screw me all up. 
Right, but it's Saturday at five in the morning, so it's like the morning of Saturday. So there's yeah. a Saturday, a whole afternoon and a night to watch, you know. But it's okay, it's okay. I'll probably be talking about it next week on the podcast by myself. Brandon will be like, uh, I was still playing and uh, I didn't make it back in time. I was really hungry. I had to shower. Uh, you know how it is. Uh, we'll figure this out. I'll figure it out. Even if- so, Brandon, um, have you heard that Toys R Us, they actually had a bankruptcy auction and that they actually pulled from the bankruptcy auction. So, uh, in other words, they might revitalize that brand. Are you going to be a Toys R Us kid? Well, I don't know. This is the biggest revitalization since ECW came back in 2006. I'm going to tell you that right yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I don't think it was on purpose, but honestly, that might be one of the best comeback stories if they actually do it. Because, I mean, you, you have a situation where we all like almost like Toys R Us was the friend we took for oh, granted. Yeah. And then they went away and we're like, what are we going to do without yeah. Toys R Us? Right. <laughs> and then. Uh, now they're coming back, and we're kind of like, dang it, we got a shot there again before this happens. And then uh, it's not a bad idea that you know they've, they've shuttered all their stores, so they're all gone. So now all they have to do is rebuild their brand and rebuild how many stores they want. I don't think it's any secret that they had way too many Toys R Us right. stores, and they got rid of the most of them towards the end um, before the bankrupt uh, the bankruptcy where they shut everything down. But uh, I'm excited. Here's hoping they have one I, I, down here, even if they yeah. have one like in like Orlando or something like that. Just, just like right? No, we had well, we we had a location, yeah. um, a big location that was a Toys R Us and Babies R Us. Yeah. Uh, over in Wesley Chapel, um, the Grove is the area. Um, so we had one. Um, hopefully, they would just bring that back. I don't know if anybody's bought that space already, um, but I saw this on online and I thought it was the greatest meme in the world. It was like Toys R Us, you smart bastards, you shut down. And then open right back up before Christmas season. You knew exactly <laughs> what you were doing. So I think I think that was funny as hell. Honestly. All part of the plan. Hey, we didn't have a don't sleep on it segment. So should we go into a don't sleep on it segment right now, Brandon? On the spot right now. Don't sleep on oh, it. Oh, snap. I got to think of something to not sleep on. Well, you slept <laughs> You slept on the whole show. <laughs> you slept on the whole show. Don't so, sleep on SmackDown like I did. <laughs> don't sleep on Lexi Pantera, my peoples. All right, she's Holy she's still crap. twerking it and working it, and it's freaking awesome. I'm still creeping on these okay. videos on the IG. Okay, can we talk about the fact that I'll never forget? Like a couple years ago, was it? I was scrolling on YouTube. I was looking. I don't want to. I don't know if it was Meg Myers, but I was looking for like a music video, and then like one of the suggestions was like this twerk video for Lexi Pantera. And you should have seen Brandon's eyes light up. Like, it was the complete opposite of sleeping. Like, it was, like, the most excited I've ever seen him in my life. <laughs> and it continues to this day because all he does is mention this girl now and her twerk videos. So I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for even remotely uh, being the cause of why he found that video. It's very good. It wasn't my intent. You know, I was looking for some good music. Uh, Meg Myers, Lollapalooza. 2014, she had a great set. That's Go ahead right. and watch that. That's good. Don't good sleep watching. on Meg Myers. I think thing. she's on tour now again, too. So she is on tour. And what sucks about that is that she's not coming to Tampa. Oh, I, I, I always say, I always say, not at all. I should have said that. Yeah, she's not coming to Florida at all. Uh, I always say that uh, Meg Myers is my spirit animal. Like, she's like that got the perfect blend of music for when I'm angry, which is like hard rock with a soft, like, female voice. Like, she kills it. Like, she absolutely kills it. Love her music. Um, and she's not coming to Florida. So I'm just going to go reevaluate my life. 
But maybe maybe that we should have a domain for that. Get Kenny Megmeyer's tickets, Nashville, Tennessee, at a Kenny for your thoughts podcast.com. I'm just That's right. Let's fund this uh I'm not kidding. Please get me tickets to Meg Myers. You really like it. (laughs) Just in time for Toys R Us and Christmas. (laughs) Exactly. But anything else we shouldn't be sleeping on in the world of wrestling, wrestling, Brandon? Of course. Let us not sleep on Brandy Rhodes, ladies and gentlemen. And with that, folks, we'll just go ahead and go home. You know, that's okay. But anyway, you know, thanks for tuning in to episode four. Uh, send us your Q&As for episode five. Looking forward to doing that. And hate and, mail. Uh, anything else you want to add, Brandon? And hate mail. Welcome. Right, right. StupidBrandon at StupidBrandon.com. Uh, or you can email SmartKenny at StupidBrandon.com. That's actually one, too. We have like 50 emails for each domain, We Brandon. will so read the hate mail. No matter what it says, we we're going to read it. No matter what it says, we'll read That's it right. on air. All right. Now Brandon's going to go wash his ass, and I'm going to go do something more productive. Do your worst.